Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Lisa from Charismatic Woman, and we are doing our first, our week one check-in call for Soulful. And what I want to talk about this week, so I'm just going to run this out really quickly and then we'll have a short discussion, is how how I like this concept that we're playing with in this particular Instagram Facebook challenge as a law of attraction tool. Um, and I think that that may seem very obvious. Like we're focusing on, we're focusing on specific things. We're sort of honing our tool of focus literally through the lens of a camera, but I think this can be extremely powerful for a number of ways. The first way is I think it ramps up, obviously, our feeling of appreciation because it's forcing us to be present and notice. But the biggest thing to me is it's encouraging us to do sort of a co-creative dance with the universe. I tend to see law of attraction a little bit differently than a lot of LOA people do in that I think a lot of people like to sit down and wait for the feeling to come over them. And I like to, maybe more than most, get in motion to create a feeling. Like I tend to believe that our emotions actually sometimes follow behind our behavior and that we can behave our way into any emotion. And my goal with the challenge was to learn how easy it is to sort of be in that dance of co-creation where we can maybe, you know, create some beautiful chocolate zucchini bread or really focus on creating some beautiful imagery of our books and our cars and our things and what have you. But in that process, we are in the dance of co-creation. We are actually doing a participatory part of the program, rather than waiting for for things to come to us, we're actually in the process of drawing things to us through our focus. I think the thing that has struck me the most is how easy it is to, and I'll be curious to see for you guys, but it's really easy for me to, easier than I thought. Like if I want to dial down on, you know, the feeling of comfort, which was today's exercise, and it's not that hard, actually. When I focus on comfort, when I'm focusing on trying to find it, on documenting it and recording it, the feeling is there. And when I'm in that feeling, I'm obviously in alignment with all things comfort and all things that sort of register at that vibration, which are going to be good. So it's really easy for me to focus on abundance. And I was surprised, actually, because typically when I'm focused on abundance, I turn to drink money like most of us do. So when I was doing my abundance photos, I actually looked at abundance in different ways. So I got really, really focused on the abundance of the harvest. Um, And it activated that sense of abundance to me. It like backdoored abundance for me in a way that was a lot less sticky for me than actually abundance with dollars and cents in a bank account. Um, I think what we're learning here 
is that there are lots of ways to activate a feeling and that it's, it may be easier than we think it is. And that this, this practice, this sort of game of taking the photos and documenting the essences and the feelings that we're, we're activating for practice makes it very clear, again, that it's easier than we might think it is. And that there are lots of back doors, back avenues into those states of alignment that we might, you know, benefit greatly from experimenting and playing with a little bit. I just, the lightness of this process has made it, has made it really clear to me it's easier than I thought it was. I keep repeating the word easy. But I mean, again, like when I say abundance, sometimes abundance is hard for me to activate. But when I was doing this and I looked at abundance in different forms that I could actually photograph, it was incredibly easy for me to nail that state. So I'm kind of curious. Janet, you're the only one dialed in. Erin is in chat, I think. What has been your experience so far? It's been interesting. I've had a couple of days where I've literally done it at 11 p.m. at night. Sort of, in fact, I've done it when I've... (coughs) One day, I can't remember which one, where um, I didn't get to it until I was literally in bed with the lights off and I suddenly remembered, grabbed my phone... And, and was under the covers, <laughs> kind of desperately trying to find photos that fitted. And so it, it, it's, it's not yet a habit. It's got that status of being something new that I don't necessarily, because, you know, the, the, because of the time zone differences, I'm never sure where I'm up to in relation to everybody else. And I think I must have missed one because I don't remember one on abundance at all. So I must have missed one completely. Um, I picked abundance when it was. I picked abundance as one of my top three feeling states. That was actually the. Exercise. Oh, okay, right, got it. Okay, uh, yes, all right. Uh, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so it, it's been it's been really interesting to kind of notice how I am generally going through existing photos. I I'm not finding or making time to go out and take fresh photos, partly because at the moment the weather here is really miserable and grey, so it mm-hmm. doesn't, there's nothing outside that looks like anything that I'm aiming to create. Um, so I'm tending to lean into existing stuff rather than sort of searching out what's current. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting for me that just the seasonal timing of this is... Uh, so it's good. I mean, it's great that I'm I'm that I'm going back through images and I'm selecting. I mean, I am finding that it's kind of forcing me to select, you know, because I'm using a collage program and I, you know, the more pictures you have, the harder it is to see what they are. So I'm having to look at a lot of photos that might represent the particular thing that I'm posting about and then make a selection. So while I'm doing that, I'm I'm fully immersed and you know me, Lisa. I'm a word girl. I don't think of myself as someone who does a lot with images, but I know. This, yeah, this is sort of forcing me to do something that's not that's that's it's not outside. It's not exactly outside my comfort zone. I don't mean that, but it's not the most familiar language that I use. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how the next couple of weeks unfold. Um, and I am loving the poetry. I especially like the sonnet. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting because when I'm talking about the co-creative dance, like in my mind, I I thought, like, it, it is, it's about the creating, right? It's like when I did the picture of the food yesterday, 
I actually got up and made the homemade granola, and I did. I created a space, and I and that really set a tone of alignment because I had an assignment to create. Like I'm giving myself excuses to do things for myself that I wouldn't otherwise do. Because mm-hmm. and I haven't been as consistent with the photos as I should be. I called Jackie the day we started the challenge and said I'm going to be out of the pocket for the next 72 to 94 hours. I need your help. Um, but it is definitely, I, I hate the word force, but it's forcing me to give myself permission to create these moments and spaces that I should be doing for myself all the time. So when I hear you talk about using the photos that are already, I mean, you're not necessarily creating in the same way, but even when you're immersed in that activity, you're still activating that alignment at that point. Oh. I mean, whether you're creating or not, I think there might be a little extra oomph to the creation of the moment, but you're still getting that, you're still getting that activation. I agree. Uh, and I, it's sort of nice to reflect on that because there was a moment where I was thinking, you know, I'm totally failing at this because I'm not, uh, you know, I haven't, I wasn't well this week, so my energy levels have been low and uh, and th- there was that thing of I could, you know, soldier on and do this and make it a chore. That didn't feel good, obviously. So the, you know, the path of least resistance, the the way I could activate easy was to go with what have I already experienced? What do I already know What could, that I could immerse mm-hmm. in? And there's, a, there's something, there's a grace around something that's familiar that I think is really kind you know, it's, it's being kind to ourselves when we allow ourselves to do that. So, so I sort of, so that's been my approach. And I think what I would like to try and see whether, you know, whether I can do it without it turning into something like an obligation or an imposition, because I don't want it to go there. I want to be, I want my energy around this to be light and enjoyable. Um, <laughs> even if I am doing it at 11 o'clock under the covers. <laughs> um, right. But but yeah, so I'm I'm going to be I'm I'm setting the intention now that I'm going to be open to opportunities to create with that same energy of ease and and enjoyment, and see where it goes. I see Anne dialed in. I will just say, and then I'm going to turn it over to Anne. I mean, I think probably the most profound experience I had with this. I mean, I did an event happened last week on the day that we started. And I knew that my life was going to be cattywampus. I mean, I was walking with my husband on Sunday night practically in tears, like crying about the fact that we had started the challenge and my life felt like such a fraud. Like, here mm-hmm. we are doing this Instagram challenge and I can't, it's like, we're talking about the deliciousness of the the flowers, the fraud. And, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I caught my bath and I realized of, of all people, like, I should know that's not what this was about. It was about the moment where I sat down and I made homemade granola and laid it out on the table with flowers and a candle. Like, those moments that I always, whether I'm activating them the way you are or I'm creating them, like, it's not about the big picture. It is about the little picture. And when I am thankful, actually, that we were doing it because it was a lifeline that I needed really bad the last few days to draw myself back down in to the infinite moment and do something with that space that I'm in right now that feels, I hate the word delicious the way we use that a lot, but that really feels delicious and nurturing and sustaining rather than than this big picture chaos 
that I've had in my life the last few days, like this lifeline into the moment when I finally took it, the lifeline that I was throwing myself was a lifeline. I mean, a a big deal. It's the small things, not the big things. And it's the small things that really anchored me back down in, I'm going to use the words back down into a vibration, but back down into a vibration that was settled and calm and easy. And I'm not sure that I would have found myself there as quickly as I did without these exercises. And you know what I like? You talk about the fact that you were able to feel, you know, you used the word delicious, but I was just thinking for myself, given given that I haven't been well this week, I'm feeling great now, but I was not feeling great a couple of days ago. Um, I would settle for feeling better. Right. If that's all I could manage was feeling better, getting some relief, and these pictures, you know, this 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 exercise took me there, I'd settle for that more than happily. Right. Yeah. And it's it is accessible, but it is that very intentional dance of co-creation where you decide this is what I'm going to focus on for this moment, and I'm going to create this feeling for this moment one way or the other through pictures, through something that I'm physically doing or touching. It's it's the dance rather than the wait. And what I loved about my experience was that I realized that I didn't have to wait. I could get in that dance just for a few minutes, and it was it had a sustaining quality. And what are your thoughts? I have been so excited about this this project. Um, I look forward to getting you emails every day. <laughs> Part of the reason is that I have been working really hard in developing my right brain skills as opposed to my left brain. So turning off left brain, the logic, the language, that kind of stuff, and getting into more the moment, the creativity, the images, the metaphors, that kind of thing. So I find that even when I'm using photographs that I have taken a while ago, the creative aspect of it is actually in the reframing of what they mean. Mm-hmm. So I can put a whole new spin on them that I would never, ever have even looked at, thought about, or come up with had it not been for the gentle nudges and the guides that you send out every day. I think I am that absolutely loving that. It is very right brain. I, honestly, it's interesting that both of you are on the phone because I thought about both of you in this process, like I know that Janet is a word person, not an images person. So I considered that. And I know that, you know, the right brain stuff is something that you're wanting to do in imagery, particularly with your cards, has been a big deal for you lately. I think the imagery for me has been powerful in that it's forced me... And this is going to sound so overly simplistic. I mean, it's just going to sound like a kindergarten statement that I've repeated. But I was thinking about the the imagery of freedom. Like I was sitting outside and I was working and I was wearing a bikini in my lawn chair. And that did feel like freedom to me. And I looked across the yard and my little one was sitting on an air mattress with his iPad, with his headphones on, and he was doing some schoolwork while I was there working and we were both outside and I took that picture that I posted of him on the iPad and talked a little bit about education. And it's like, I don't know if I would have recognized how much freedom I had in that moment, in every moment, if I hadn't been forced to find the imagery 
that made me reflect on it. And in that moment, I felt so incredibly spacious. I mean, I was working, for heaven's sake. Like, typically, when I think freedom, I think vacation on the beach and my feet in the sand. But the imagery forced me, force is such a strong word, the imagery invited me to notice that I have a lot of freedom right here and now, right in that very moment. It was, imagery is pretty powerful. I think quite often what we do is we tend to assume we know what these words mean without right. really stopping to explore and experiment with what kind of things they evoke in us. And with doing this kind of exercise where you're visually having to challenge yourself to put those, turn those words into images, I think it, it opens up a whole new, whole new world. I agree. I agree. And I will say for you, Janet, for somebody who's not an imagey person, mm-hmm. the images that you have posted, I've, I've said it on your post, they're so you. I mean, I, I can see into your soul, I, and all of us, really. I mean, the images, like the pictures of Jackie's porch. Like, I don't see Jackie's porch. I see mm-hmm. into her soul with those pictures. The images of the books that, you know, in your library. And I could see into your soul. And when you were posting the banana or the zucchini chocolate, you know, the bread. <laughs> like, there's something, and it could be because I know you guys so well. But I see you so clearly through the images. It's a bit frightening, though, isn't it? You know something very weird, Lisa? I I talk about not being an image person, and yet one of my hobbies is photography. And when I I take a photograph, I'm kind of fussy about the composition and the lighting and so on, and I, I really, I won't share a photo that I don't, that I've taken that I don't love. And yet, I don't use visual stuff in my um, in my deliberate creation work. I've I've found I find vision boards deeply irritating, <laughs> right. and so it's really interesting for me because this exercise is actually forcing me to to overcome that that kind of previous allergy to using image as, as a deliberate creation practice because, because I'm suddenly going wait a minute. <laughs> How can I be non-visual when photography is a hobby? That's nuts. Uh And I think there's something very powerful about your own images, too. I mean, I have talked about this in some of my newsletters. My my springtime project for photographing my neighborhood, talk about a lifeline. I mean, just forcing myself out into my own neighborhood to find the beauty that I was surrounded by, which was everywhere that I couldn't see until I started taking pictures of was a revolutionary thought to me. I mean, it's like, what if I did a whole month-long photo essay on the abundance that I'm surrounded by that I might not be seeing unless I was forcing myself to take the pictures and images or the piece or the whatever. I mean, we're rolling through these one at a day, but I did eight weeks in my neighborhood and it has transformed my relationship with living in Washington State. I love that. And that's brilliant. And I interrupted you or somewhere along the line. You got interrupted. What were you going to say? Uh, while you were talking, I was just thinking that, that when you 
the actual process of taking your photograph makes you stop and shut out the world around you and focus on the details. And when you do that, you go so deeply into the moment, into just simply mm-hmm. being in the moment, that it almost puts you into a sense of oneness with what it is you're trying to photograph. Because you're trying mm-hmm. to find the, the bit that really pulls at your soul out of what it is you're trying to photograph. So for me, it, it, I mean, what, you're, what you had talked about, the fact that you did that eight-week, um, the photographs of your neighborhood, it, it, it's almost like one of the perfect ways of being able to become embedded in your neighborhood in a way that you can't do that if all you're doing is living on top of the neighborhood, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every time I say well, hello sorry. there and welcome to week two, it's soulful. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> me. I was going to say, what? what, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that embedded is a really, and I, I mean, everything you just said makes a lot of sense. It forces you into the moment. It forces you into a pinpoint focus. It forces you to connect with it and become one with it, like that literal focus of your adoration or your attention. It it's it it feels powerful to me and yet i can still see like it wasn't my intention but when janet was talking about going back through her own images that's still activating the feeling it may not it might not be as quite as focused or intense but they're her i mean they're your images right janet yes oh yeah yeah so yeah. so i'm re- i'm revisiting the moment every single time i look at a you know, when I'm sort of trawling through 20 photos of food to decide which one I'm going to pick, um, I'm, I'm revisiting each one of those experiences. So I'm getting the same, I'm getting the vibration. Uh, and uh, and, I, and for me, for this past week, that's been, you know, it's kind of like if I were trying to create something new, I think the energy of it would have got really kinked up really fast. Um, mm-hmm. There have been a couple of new photos that, that I took specifically for this earlier in the week, but then when I got got it, you know, um, well, the the trying to uh, push that energy to to you know create new stuff, it would not have been a, a clean vibration anyway. It would have been you know that it would have been that horrible soldiering on thing that <laughs> that we can do so easily, um, which isn't fabulous. Which kind of goes back to where I wanted to start with this, I mean, it's still the dance. I mean, we can find a way, if even only for a moment, to choose where we want to focus and activate it. I mean, what I needed so badly this, these last few days was peace and comfort. And it's so much easier to actually activate than I would have thought. I mean, it's where it's been difficult for you to have the energy to take the photos, you're still able to, with enough ease, to activate those vibrations just by engaging in the dance. It's, I think that we tend to go so broad and so general and think big shifts and big monumental upgrades and changes when it's really just a few steps in a dance. I like that a lot, Lisa. And, and I like the... Um I like the recognition or the distinction, if you like, that that uh, you know, doing it's the path. It's that it's what Abraham calls the path of least resistance. 
It's like mm -hmm. when doing the creating and doing new photographs feels good, that's what I'll be doing. When trawling through old photos and remembering the occasions, you know, especially with the food one, because a lot of I realise that a lot of my food stuff is is to do with social, uh, the social dynamics to it. And so, you know, I was revisiting the lunch when my mum took my, my husband and me for lunch at this very nice and very very expensive um, five star restaurant because it was his birthday, and that was her gift to to us to him and. Just going through those photos and remembering the occasion, the, each, each, the selection of each photo gave me at least 10 to 20 minutes of immersing in something delicious, <laughs> to use that word again, uh, that I might not have had the same engagement with if I'd been trying to create when I wasn't feeling well. So definitely, you know, the, I think the value of it to me in this context, in this time, has been really powerful. Um, and I hadn't recognised that until we sort of unfolded it here. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Any final thoughts, Anne? The only thing that I, the, the final thought really for me is that that in our day-to-day -day life we're bombarded bombarded by so much information that what our attention is often drawn to is being drawn there by our intuition because it's something that we need. And Janet, when you're mm -hmm. talking about those photos that you picked out, I could hear in your voice this sort of, it's almost like what you needed to see were those photos <laughs> that you were explaining. So, it, you know, there may be some connection there. And again, I, I'm, I'm sort of exploring this kind of connection between what it is you're actually noticing when you're going through those mounds and mounds and mounds of bits of information and what your intuition is trying to tell you you need in that moment. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I, and I have just, to say. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I have to say, in the in the interest of you know full disclosure, there is a part of me that's because because photography is a hobby. There's a part of me that's that's selecting photos because the photo, the photograph itself is good, rather than because of the specific event or the thing I'm photographing. You know, if I if I took a a a hasty photo when to capture a moment, but the actual photo is not that great. I'm not using it. <laughs> so there's a part of me that's kind of going, oh no, it's got to be the photograph itself. And I'm enjoying that process. I'm really enjoying appreciating my own, uh, you know, the 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 looking at some of the photographs I've taken and 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 recognizing that they're actually inherently a good photo. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of ego being. I think there's been a bit of ego at play. <laughs> now, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit it. I've wondered if that will diminish or increase over the three weeks. Um, because I. I mean, I'd be silly if I said that I, you know, didn't have some of that flowing too. And I think that that makes sense to some degree. I mean, what we're what we are aiming for is the best of the moment. Yeah. So yeah. I. I think that. It's in there. I've just wondered for myself if I will get a little, a little more polished or a little more raw as the three weeks roll on, and I'm not sure which direction that will go. I, I'm kind of trying not to judge it either way. Interesting. And of course, for those of us who aren't you, there is also that element of you know because we know there's a there's a competition involved here in some way. Uh, we don't know anything about you know the criteria or how it's going to work, and I'm not asking that question. But I wonder, 
you know that I, I've certainly been aware on at least one occasion of kind of going, I wonder if mine's going to be quote unquote the best for today, and having to really kind of tackle that because I didn't want that to be my approach. To I didn't want to miss out on the actual intention of this particular uh, program because I got caught up in the whole thing about, you know, I want to win, which is kind of, uh, it's an interesting dynamic for me because, I, you know, I know that I can, I'm not a huge fan of competition because for all sorts of reasons, particularly, you know, in the school environments and things like that where somebody has to end up last in the class and it's never a good feeling. But at the same time, I know there's a part of me, there's a competitive streak. And so I've been playing this very interesting dance with my own, like I said, with my ego, because it's one thing to be really happy with a, photo with a photograph, look at it and go, I really like that photograph. And there's quite a different energy that says, my photograph's going to be the best, because I'm not, that doesn't feel great to me. So it's been, a, it's been a really interesting dance for me to make sure that I'm coming from the, from the energy that I want rather than the one that I could slide into, <laughs> which wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> Well, and I would like to note, it, it's not a contest, it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but it is interesting that, you know, because there's this whole, you know, just the fact that there's, I don't know, maybe it's even the word, and I know it's a challenge to myself to, you know, to, 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 to participate daily. Uh, I just thought it was a really interesting moment to observe and go, well, that's an interesting thing for Janet to be thinking. <laughs> I like that you observe yourself that way. I think that that's part of social media in general is the comparison of social media are so prevalent. And yeah. I have I have a client who has a lot of pictures. A lot of pictures get taken of this particular person. And I asked her a couple of weeks ago, like, how do you how do you survive that? Like, I mean, really, how how does that work in your life? And she said, I mean, we were specifically talking about pictures of her, not things or whatever. She said, I have convinced myself I'm most, I'm most beautiful naked, meaning, you know, no, completely raw, completely bare. Wow. And with that as her standard, everything, everything falls into place. Like she can't take a bad photograph at, at that standard. And David and I actually the night the night I was sobbing about the fraud factor that I'm doing the you know challenge and my whole life feels like a fucking train wreck. Excuse my language. I probably shouldn't do that because this is recorded and people will listen. But it did feel like a fucking train wreck. I mean, David said something very similar to me about it's it's these moments, it's this kind of time where beauty takes where beauty where beauty takes hold, where you plant those seeds. He's like, you just need to you know, find the beauty in in the rawest moments. Mm -hmm. And he was right. But yeah, social media is full of that kind of comparison. And it is. Yeah, I get it. I hear you. Mm. But yeah, I'm totally enjoying it, totally loving it. And um, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Good. Excellent. All right, if that's all on final thoughts and comments, Anne, you good? I am very good, yes, as Janet says. Looking forward to seeing what comes my way tomorrow. Excellent. Love you guys. I'm going to go take some pictures of comfort. Mm.
<laughs> Have a good evening. Bye. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.